Welcome to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and I'll be your new band bestie as we deep dive into all things music marketing, PR and strategy, as well as the mindset it takes to succeed in today's modern music industry. I know the highs and lows of being a musician, and I've seen far too many of my talented peers give up on their dreams far too early in their careers. After working for years, both as a musician and professional digital marketer specializing in the music industry, I now help emerging bands break through the glass ceiling and reach the next level in their careers. Let's do this. What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Being in a Band podcast. My name is Monica, and it has been about two weeks since I posted the first episode. And I did say I was going to try and do weekly episodes, but I'm going to be completely honest. I've been having microphone issues. And since musicians are obviously my primary demographic for this podcast, I knew that they'd probably pick up if the sound wasn't that great. So I'm actually using my um, just like SM58 like microphone that I would use for gigs. <laughs> um, but I did have a blue microphone, just like a blue nano that I was using. But yeah, it's just it's not agreeing with my computer. And anyway, this is a really boring story. So that's the reason why I haven't been on. But Yeah. So I guess what's happened in the past week is I published my usual blog post. I try and get out about one to two blog posts um, per week. And so I published my usual blog post on Monday and that blog post actually went viral. Not like crazy, crazy in the millions viral, but it's definitely viral in the sense that it did so, so well in comparison to the other posts that I've put up. Now, when I say so well, I had about 8,000 hits on my blog. Um, I've had the blog for about six months and in the past six months, I've had about 8,000 hits on it and in the past four days, well, actually it's been three days, it's Wednesday and I posted it on Monday. In the past three days, I've had 4,000 extra hits. So we're now well over 12,000 hits on the blog. So the blog post was called how to not annoy people on social media when promoting your band's shit. And essentially this was sparked from a Facebook post that I did uh, where I asked people if they ever felt spammy or awkward when promoting their gigs or whatnot. And overwhelmingly, I got a massive, massive response to that. So I'll definitely say that the title of the blog post was a little bit tongue in cheek, a little bit cheeky, I would say. Because the crux of the article is really about the fact that you can't possibly annoy people or spam people, particularly on social media, because the algorithms do not show your posts to everyone, to all your followers. Only 2 to 10% of your followers will actually see your posts. So it's kind of impossible to be spammy because not enough people are actually seeing the posts that you do make. But my point is a lot of bands are looking for a strategy or another way in order to get more exposure. But in fact, all they really need is just the confidence to promote themselves efficiently. So I wanted to share with you guys that not to brag or anything, but I, I kind of knew that this post would go viral and I'll tell you why in a second. But I wanted to share this because I think there are some really key takeaways from this experience that bands can definitely learn from and then apply to when they're promoting their music. 
So the first thing I want to say is, as I mentioned, I've had the blog for about six months and I have had one semi-viral post before. I did a post a little while ago on hashtags and that got shared a lot. And I think that increased the hits on my blog by about a thousand in a couple of days. But this is definitely the biggest blog post that I've had so far. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is... Normally, each blog post that I do put up would probably get about 300 to 600 hits. And I was definitely happy with that for sure. But obviously, I want to keep growing and keep expanding and helping as many people as possible and reaching as many people as possible. I kept being consistent and I kept putting out content anyway. And I think a lot of the time, bands and pretty much anyone who has a business or um, like personal brand on social media or whatever, a lot of the time bands can get caught up in the numbers. So we can all get caught up in the numbers of followers that we have, the number of views that we have on a video clip. And it's really easy to compare ourselves to other people and kind of get discouraged if we're not reaching the milestones that we have in our heads. And what I really want to say to that is... If you're just being consistent and you're putting out the highest quality content, the highest quality song, highest quality video that you can, then eventually the time is going to come where there's going to be a piece of content that is kind of going to blow up. Now, I'm not saying I'm blowing up or anything like that, but you know what I mean. It only takes that one song, that one video and the right people to see it to really, really start doing things for your band. So that's the first point I want to say is consistency is key and you shouldn't get discouraged by the numbers. You need to make sure that you keep going, keep consistently putting out content and then eventually you will get there. So that was my first point. So when I say viral, not only did I get a shit ton more hits on my blog, but I actually reached an audience that was global. So normally my target audience or the audience that read my blog just because I'm based in Australia are Australian and my network are largely made up of Australian musicians. But with this particular blog post, I was able to reach a global audience, which is really, really cool. It's definitely one of my goals that I'm thinking about this year in terms of my business is how can I reach an audience outside Australia and reach a global audience and help as many people as possible. So that is one of the reasons why I started my blog post, my podcast, sorry, is because I really wanted a, I really wanted an avenue to try and reach that global audience. As well, when I say viral, not, it's not only about the hits, but it's about the conversation that was sparked by the blog post. It was about the shares and the tags and everything like that. Obviously, one feeds into the other. The more like tags and shares you get, the more hits you're obviously going to get on the post because more people are seeing it. Um, but yeah, that's just all the things that I consider when I say viral. So when I was writing the post, there definitely were some things that I did that would kind of increase the chances of it going viral or of it being commonly seen. I obviously didn't expect that it would have the impact that it has in the past couple of days. I even got a shout out from um, this really cool music industry podcast called Dumb and Dumbest. You guys should all go subscribe to their podcast. It's really, really good. Like actual meaningful conversations around the music business, especially for heavy bands. I also had a number of people reach out to me in the DMs, which was really cool. And yeah, just met some really cool people just like because they read my blog post and they felt the need to reach out. And at the end of the day, that's probably what I enjoy most about creating content is the conversation that it sparks and the ability to really connect to like-minded people. 
So there were definitely some things that I did um, to increase the chances of the blog post going viral. And there were definitely some different things that I did for this particular blog post when I compare it to the other blog posts that I've put out there. So I'm going to share those with you now because I think that they are definitely things that can be applied to music as well. But keep in mind that you can't fully orchestrate virality. So if there was one particular method to use to go viral, obviously everyone would use it and then viral probably wouldn't even be called viral. I don't even think that it would be a thing. So there is a bit of potluck when it comes down to the virality of your content, whether that be a song or a video or whatnot. Um, But you can definitely do some things to increase the chances. At the end of the day, as I made in my first point, consistency is key. So not being discouraged by the numbers and keeping on, keeping on, putting out value, putting it out the music that you truly, truly believe in, keeping on sharing that message because sometimes it only takes one particular influential person in the music industry to see that post in order for it to really, really start getting traction for your band. Consistency aside, next thing that really increased the chances of the post going viral is research. So if you don't know, I have a Facebook group called Music Marketing and Mindset for heavy bands and musicians. And I really use that group a lot of the time as a basis for the blog posts and now this podcast. So if there's a particular topic that has been talked about in the group or I actually ask questions when people request to join the group about why they want to join the group and I take all that information and I use that as the foundations of what I create my content around because if a lot of people are asking the same questions or talking about a certain topic then I obviously know they're going to be interested in that and that's just at the end of the day going to help me create the best content for my target audience. So I'd actually asked a question in the group a couple of weeks ago asking the members if they ever felt awkward or annoying when promoting their gigs or releases on social media and overwhelmingly the response was yes a lot of you feel like you're spamming people when you promote your band too much and you know that you should do it but sometimes yeah you just feel annoying or awkward about it and it was definitely the number one post that I've ever had in the group and I've had the group for around just over six months A lot of you guys could really resonate with that and as such, I knew that it would be definitely a good post or a good topic to do a blog post about. So when it comes down to research for your band, I don't mean research what is trendy, like what kind of music is trending right now and then, you know, doing that regardless of whether you actually like it. Like, sure, if you like EDM, and want to incorporate some electronic elements into your band's music, then that's all well and good. But obviously, I would never, ever advocate going out and just doing a style of music because it's popular. But you can definitely research when it comes down to the music business. So even things like, you know, researching are CDs even viable? Like how much does it cost to get vinyl press? Like what is going to be the most you know, economic way to get your music out there, what digital aggregators are people using and what do people recommend, all that sort of stuff. So research is definitely key. Know your audience, know what they want. I mean, even when it comes down to merch, like obviously if your target demographic are metalheads, you know, a light blue t-shirt may not work so well. It really depends. I mean, if you're pop punk, like they might like a bit more color, 
But yeah, just researching your audience and just being smart about the way that you spend your money in a band, not just the music that you create. So we've got consistency, we've got research. The third point is, and this pretty much comes down to what the whole blog post was about, is I promoted the blog post heavily. So I normally promote my blog posts on my personal Facebook page, my Instagram, Instagram stories, my Monica Strutt Facebook like page page. Um, and there is a couple of groups that I do regularly post in. They're mainly Australian groups um, for musicians and metalheads. But in the past couple of days, I'd actually joined a couple of extra groups. I did look up the rules of the groups to make sure that I was allowed to share my blog in them because, yeah, that would be kind of annoying and spammy when a group clearly doesn't allow any self-promotion and then you just ignore that and post anyway. That is annoying. So I had joined those extra Facebook groups and I really think that that helped because at the end of the day, these Facebook groups have thousands of members in them, a couple of thousand members each, and obviously you know, that's just going to help with the reach of the blog post. Now, I've definitely posted in groups before and then had like pretty much no response to the blog posts. So again, I think it really does come back to that research factor, you know, creating stuff that people want to see or in the case of a band, um, promoting like a song that is actually relevant to the Facebook group. It's absolutely no use promoting your metal band in a Facebook group that is centered around like pop or R&B or something like that because... It's just not going to be your target market. So that's what I did. I just made sure to promote it heavily. And, you know, as I say in the blog post, like it is scary to kind of put yourself out there. I think specifically if you're like a solo artist or you're promoting your business where, you know, it's just you, it's just your personal brand. Because the thing is, when you expose yourself to a bigger audience, you do open yourself up to more people and therefore there's a greater chance that you're going to kind of get haters. Now, it wasn't too bad or anything like that. I've definitely had hate before. Um, it was just people kind of saying that my blog was like spammy, which is like total bullshit because I didn't promote anything except for the book like right at the very, 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 very end. And what I will say about haters is you really can't take it personally because at the end of the day, these people don't know you. They don't know your background. They don't know your values or your intentions. So they're not really going to be an adequate judge. And one hater is not a reflection of people as a whole. I know we have as humans this thing called a negativity bias where we kind of find it really difficult to forget like negative feedback whereas we can easily easily forget the positive feedback. So just kind of rationalizing with yourself like 99.99% of the feedback I got for the post was overwhelmingly positive. Um, so yeah just remember do not get caught up in any sort of negative comments because at the end of the day just keyboard warriors and usually when people hate it's just a reflection on themselves anyway they kind of mirror back what they feel insecure about so yeah just be aware of that and brush that off which leads me to my next point which is the fact that I leveraged the traction that I was getting so when I saw this this is actually you know what this is something that I do anyway but when I saw the post getting traction I made sure to leverage that by commenting and sparking conversation so to be honest I would actually do that anyway I do try and do that well I do do that for every single piece of content I put out whether that be with the band or whether that be my blog um, but just making sure that you reply to every single comment every single dm that you get 
because especially if people have taken the time out to send you like a really heartfelt and detailed DM, which I definitely got a few of those after people read the post, then look, it's just polite. And even when people share the post, always, always say thank you for that. And keep the end of the day, you have to respect if someone's taken the time out to share a post of yours or to share your video or to send you a DM. So it's really, really important that you acknowledge like how awesome that is and just thank them for doing so. I can't tell you the amount of times where Heavy Magazine, which was the magazine that I work for as a journalist and I also manage their social media for two years, we would say do a premiere of a local band's video and the local band wouldn't even comment a thank you and they wouldn't even share it from the Heavy Mag page or share the article that we premiered their song in. And at the end of the day, if you support the industry, the industry will support you and Not only that, not only is it just a common courtesy, but you're actually doing a disservice in terms of the algorithms. Obviously, the more conversation that is had on a post, the more comments, the more likes and everything like that, the more that post is going to reach more people. So if Facebook sees you, Facebook just wants people to stay in its platform, first of all. So if Facebook sees you having a meaningful conversations on its platform, then it's going to boost those posts because it thinks that number one, you're interesting. And number two, it, you know, it's obviously seen as keeping people on the platform for longer. So it's going to obviously prioritize that post. So by not commenting, by not engaging in conversation, you're actually doing your dis- yourself a massive disservice when it comes to the social media algorithms. But as, as I said, that definitely shouldn't be your main intention. The main intention should be to kind of cultivate relationships because at the end of the day, the more that you nurture the relationships of the people that are supporting you now, the more likely they're going to tell their friends about you. And, you know, that's just how, you know, bands grow is because word of mouth is definitely the most powerful marketing tool when it comes down to it. So the last thing I did was I actively asked people to tag their friends and share the post with anyone that they think might resonate. And I don't know why I don't do this more often. I have done it a couple of times in the past, but I don't think I've really done it that much. And I think it's because I never want to put too many like calls to action or CTAs in a blog post. I don't want to be spammy. (laughs) That's like definitely thing I don't want to be. So if I've talked about social media, sometimes I will link my social media shredder book or course at the bottom of the blog post because obviously it's a relevant topic and people might want to further explore that topic. Um, Otherwise, I might ask people to sign up to the mailing list, but I don't want to kind of divert people's attention from the main point of the blog post or kind of overwhelm people with too many actions that I ask them to do. So, past I haven't necessarily asked them to share the blog post or tag their friends. I did so this time and I asked people to tag and share in the actual blog post itself and then when I was posting around on the groups I also um, said in the caption for the post or you know in the text um, of the post I also asked people to tag and share there as well and let me tell you that overwhelmingly made such a difference. It may seem like you don't need to ask people to do that because it's social media and yes, those functionalities are available, 
but purely comes down to the fact that people don't necessarily think of it. And if they do think of it, it's kind of like people don't want to be the first person to put their hand up and ask a question in class. Like if they see other people commenting and tagging and whatnot, they're going to feel more comfortable doing so themselves. So if you encourage this right from the start, then yeah, they'll just feel more comfortable to share the post and tag their friends. And this to me was so, so cool because not only were people sharing the blog post like on their personal pages, but I had a number of shares where people were putting really, really detailed thought into, they were kind of adding to the conversation. So they would share it and then they had like a of paragraphs of their thoughts on the subject matter contributing to the blog post. And that was really, really cool to see. Um, like, as I said, it's just, it was just a topic that has obviously resonated with a lot of people and yeah, just like very, very cool to see people, um, number one, like taking the blog so seriously and number two, just kind of wanting to share that with their followers because they believed it was an important message. So that's pretty much it. That's what I did. Like the points in summary were be consistent, make sure that you're doing your research, um, make sure that you are promoting yourself because at the end of the day, no one's going to promote you for you. Leverage the traction that you do have and ask people to tag and share. It's as simple as that. Um, those things can absolutely be applied to your band. And if you haven't done so already, check out the blog. I'll link it below. It's called How to Not Annoy People on Social Media When Promoting Your Band's Shit. Um, if you like it, be sure to leave a comment or send me a DM um, or share it, of course. And if you do like this podcast, I would absolutely love if you could subscribe because, yeah, this is my second episode ever and we've got so much more to talk about seriously that's it from me i hope you guys have an amazing day or night or whatever time it is that you're listening to this and i'll speak to you soon bye